Allison in here too. I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the talented, the patient, the kind, the loving, the pleasing, Mr. Eric Robertson. Good afternoon. It's so nice to be here with you, sweetheart. Thank you. Sugar lips. Okay. Honeysuckle. Okay. And hey, honeysuckle out there. It's it's so nice to have you here. We're just feeling so great. New year, more podcasts. We've got really fun things for the podcast this year, and I'm so excited about this episode. It's episode 111, and it will actually take you to heaven, and it is more versus growth, how to stop the disease robbing you of your happiness. Clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. <laughs> But true clickbait, mm-hmm. accurate clickbait. So this podcast episode came about from, like all other podcast episodes, my personal life experience. I was talking to Eric about what I wanted to focus on and what I wanted to hope for and dream for in the new year. As I was thinking about goals and thinking about what I wanted to accomplish, I started to spiral. I started to get down and I started to feel really defeated. And I had been in a really positive place. And I stepped back and I realized that the The root cause of the issue is that my goals, intentions, you know, success, whatever, it was rooted in the concept of more versus the concept of growth. So I want to get right into that, but I want to remind you that this is the last week to get my deal of the decade pricing on my awesome on-demand membership um, and program. I do live coaching every month in there. We get into everything we cover in the podcast, but it holds you accountable. And then you have dozens and dozens of gratitude practices, pep talks, meditations on demand waiting for you. And the deal of the decade ends at the end of this week. So if you want to check it out, go to theallisonshow.com forward slash awesome on demand. So this idea of more versus growth, I want to talk about why this is going to benefit you. Why you at the end of this episode can find greater happiness and satisfaction in your life if you are open to implementing some of the principles. And I'm not even talking about like a day from now or a week from now. I am talking about in under an hour when you are done with this episode, here are some of the things that employing a growth mindset rather than this mindset of more is going to do for you. It's going to make you braver. It's going to make you braver and bolder in setting new like ideas and challenges for yourself. It's going to help you turn inward rather than going outside for that validation. And I've been saying this a lot because it's truly a focus for me right now. It's going to help you love more of the life you have right now. I think so often the focus, especially when we're near the beginning of the year, is create a life you love. Do you hear that a lot, Eric? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? 
What, how do you feel when you hear create a life you love? Like, what does that resonate with you? Like, does it resonate with you? Like, do you just dismiss it? Like, I'm interested. <laughs> uh, usually I assume it's tied to some course about passive income. Oh, seriously? <laughs> well, yeah, usually I, that's where I see a lot of them, I think, is like a course on like, you know, set up your business so you, do, you can live the life you want. Yeah, which is so interesting because that essentially means that what we're doing is we're tying money to the idea of in order to love the life you have you have to have complete freedom it's kind of nonsense it really is it is it's, it's that attitude I've, and to be fair like i've said it i've said it because I, I you know like you can create a life you love this will help you create a life you love because i do believe that you can create a life you love that has been a focus of mine in the past but even that really suggests a sense of needing to control everything. And I think that we love being sold the idea that we can control everything. Oh, totally. Like even, you know, ordering at fast food restaurants or ordering anywhere, this this idea that we can go in and have everything made exactly how we want it. It's all just this catering to our need for control in every area of life because we don't actually have it. We have the illusion of it. So I think this is this is so interesting. And, and I think it's great if it's an empowering thought for you that you can create a life you love. I, I don't want to down on that or crap on that because again, I've said it and I'm sure I'll say it again. But just this idea of the life you have, you can love it more. And what's funny is I've talked about this to some of my um, team members at work and that concept doesn't resonate with them because they just simply don't believe it. The create the life? No, that you can love the life you have more. It doesn't resonate with um, some people because they say they're literally their gut reaction to it is, no, I, I can't do that. These things are inherently flawed and there's no way to love it more. Oh, interesting. Isn't that super interesting? Yeah, I don't think that way. I like bringing it up and it's why I um, work with the different types of people that I work with because I think some people out there might resonate with that. But I think like our life experience and our wiring doesn't set us up to think that way, but I bring it up because I don't I don't think that's wrong or bad. I'm not labeling that in any way. I just want to explore what your reaction is to create the life you love or enjoy the life you have more. And what I want to offer you is this idea of, will you just for the next 20, 30 minutes, wherever your disbelief is, you know, whichever camp you're in, will you suspend your disbelief in your ability to feel better, suspend your disbelief in your ability to, or your inability to find more joy as we open up this concept to you? Because this has really been helping me whenever I start making a decision. And like I said, like the tangible takeaway from this is I want to empower you in bolder, faster decisions because. I really know that making bolder, faster decisions brings me more results I want, but better than bringing me more results I want, um, it just makes me happier in my moment-to-moment life because I'm not sitting around stewing and stressing and panicking and controlling. Yeah. I'm just making a decision and going, let's see what happens. So how do we do this? Okay, here's teach how us. We, I'm going to teach you. So this concept of a growth mindset, you know, this is a, sci- it's a scientific concept and it was about 30 years 
years ago, there's Carol Dweck and her colleagues became interested in students' attitudes about failure. And after studying the students' behavior, Dr. Dweck coined the term fixed mindset versus growth mindset to describe people's beliefs about their learning and intelligence. And they've really been able to study and show that people who have a growth mindset, they have more resilience, they bounce back faster. And just having the belief that they can grow causes them to achieve at a higher level because they don't quit as early on as people who are in a fixed mindset. So I bring that up to say like, it's a cool concept. It's something to think about. I'm not necessarily talking about that today. I want to talk about this idea of more and how sneaky it is and how tricky it is because I think especially especially the people who are attracted to us and listen to this podcast. Like we're all in the same club. We're growth oriented individuals. This is a personal growth podcast, but the concept of more often masquerades itself as growth. I want to talk about why more is a disease because more is something that will never be satiated. More is something that takes us outside of ourselves. More is something that we can never put the cap on and say, this is good, I appreciate it in the moment. More is always gonna project you into the future or put you into the past, put you in a comparative state. What I've noticed about me and the concept of more is it really leads to my anxiety. It really, really contributes to feelings of timelines and deadlines and I have to have this amount and achieve it by a certain deadline in order to feel any sense of not just accomplishment but honestly value. And so what I want to help you guys do is I want you to think of a goal or an intention or a hope or a dream, whatever it is for yourself. I want you to run it through this test. I want you to run it through this test of, is this stemming from that disease, this insatiable disease that we share of needing or wanting more in which we're always going to be thirsty with that outward validation, that outward, like consoling, like we just need to go outside. When we have to go outside, we're always going to want more. Or is it stemming from a place of growth? Because growth is awesome and growth is great. But so often, like I said, and this is why I started spiraling all of these goals I was setting with Eric. I was talking about my business growth and monetary growth. And I was like, how else am I supposed to measure it? And I really realized that numbers can be about growth, but we slip them into the category of more so often. We think that more is growth, and then we replace the idea of growth with more, and then we become obsessed with needing more. And then we're never, we never feel satisfied, even if we are growing, because we're just focusing on getting and needing more to feel like we're accomplishing. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, to really paint a picture, like Instagram numbers, you can be obsessed with like, I just want more and more and more. And then you can say like, ask the question, okay, well, what number am I going to be happy with? And you soon realize that, that this is a more thing. There's no, There's number. no number. There's no number. That's just an example. Or a bank account could be the same way. Or, or like 
the number going down on the scale or the body fat percentage going down or right. Like those numbers, those quantitative numbers. Um, but then it's easy to argue. The reason why this is so tricky is because it's easy to argue and say, but growth is good. No, I'm not saying that those numbers or quantifying that is the bad thing. Exactly. I'm just saying, once you answer the question of at this point, I will be satisfied. That's that's the fault right there. I, I like the test that you're going to run the question through or run the goal through. So think about it. It's, I, I wish my bank account was this, or I wish this was this, and then ask these questions. And it will, it'll tell you, is this coming from a good place or a bad place? If it's coming from the more mindset, you're probably unhappy and you can change how you feel about this and how you're coming at it to start enjoying your life instead of torturing yourself over this. Exactly like Eric said, to start enjoying your life right now and not be so stuck in the results. I have huge, big, gigantic dreams and growth projections. This is no secret. In no way am I saying just sit back and not try to grow. We want to grow. We don't want to be addicted to more. So here I have four markers that your intention or your goal is centered in wanting more. And then I'm going to share four markers that your intention or goal is aligned with a growth mindset. Are you ready? Ready. Let's do it. Okay. How to tell if your goal or intention is in a more mindset. Ask yourself, is it aligned with form and is it stuck in the physical world? Meaning, is it only attached to things that I can measure. So exactly like Eric's example of the bank account, rather than saying I have to have X amount of dollars in my bank account, the concept of I want to pay these bills with ease and I want to be able to do this, that concept has more to do with like the emotion of ease and like living comfortably than it does with an exact measurable number. This seems so nuanced and different, but this has helped me so much where I start panicking that I don't have enough for payroll and cash flow and all the things in my business. And then I remember that I can choose to believe that I can pay my bills with ease, regardless if I can see the money exactly at that moment. And I just decide that whatever I have right now is enough for what I have. Have, literally that becomes my measure of growth and success for my for my bank account. Do you see what I'm saying? What's happening is your emotional maturity is truly expanding and growing. And that's really what, where your reality is created. Like, yes. You, it's not in the number. Yeah. Your reality is not created. For, so that's, that's the form. You, you know, the form, this form number that you've put these parameters, this box around. If this does this, if I do this, then I'm happy, then I'm satisfied. You're wiping that out and saying... I have what I need. My reality is ease. My reality is faith. My reality is love. Yes. And here's another tangible example of having your goal or your intention aligned with form is this morning I woke up and I got my spandex on and I was going to work out at 6 a.m. And I- She looked good. Thank you. Well, this is the point of the story. I've been doing this pretty religiously since August. And I looked in the mirror and I thought for a split second- I should look better than this for how hard I'm working. I decided to just let that go. I was doing the battle ropes and it popped back up again and I was so tired. And I was like, why do I work out? Do I work out to look good? That is attaching my intention to more in the physical realm. Do I work out to look good? And I was like, no, I honestly don't work out to look good. I 
honestly work out because it makes me a nicer mom. It makes me a more fun person to be around. It makes me feel empowered and strong when I'm up on stage and I have tons of energy and I don't get out of breath. I had this thought cross through my mind and I was like, I'm not here to look hot. I'm here to kick trash. I'm not here to look hot. I'm here to kick butt. I started laughing so hard. I love that because, you know, putting it through the test, I was taking my reason for being at the gym and it was aligned with a physical, my physical form, right? This physical thing. I've been there where I freaking look fantastic, better than I've ever looked in my life. And I remember looking in the mirror and pointing out all the parts of my body that still needed to be better because my intention was aligned with form. So it was in this place of more and it was never going to be enough. It was never going to be enough. Okay, here's another marker that you're, you're aligned with the idea of more rather than growth. More leaves us concerned with how other people see you. And even again, to give that example of the gym, I can feel how strong I am. I can feel the physical difference in my body, but I want the outside physical appearance to reflect more of my hard work. And so again, I'm focusing on how other people see me. Or how you perceive other people seeing you. Yeah, because I don't actually know how other people see me. Just take a step back and I'm going to be super honest with you guys. Instagram, I've shared, you know, in a podcast episode how Instagram has ruined my life in the past. Instagram has been a tricky one for me because Instagram can seem like an outward reflection of success because people can see that number. I know that my goal to grow on Instagram, if that was my goal or maybe your goal for your business or, or whatever you're working on, that my grow to goal on Instagram is aligned with how other people see me if I realize that part of it, and, and it truly was, part of it is because I want other people to perceive me as successful. See, I do believe there is a place of wanting to grow on Instagram or wanting to grow your bank account that can truly come from a place of growth. I'm not saying that there isn't, but understanding your true intention, your true motivation is what going to help you fuel your desires and your passions and your goals with inspired action and energy rather than frantic, panicked energy and action. Yeah. Okay. The third marker is that um, you're constantly disappointed with results in reality. So like you were saying with the bank account example is kind of no matter what the result is, it's not going to be good enough. I have been so guilty of this so many years. In, specifically in my business, that our podcast grew a significant chunk last year. And it grew a significant chunk the year before. Um, and then I just looked at the numbers and I said to Eric, but it's grown about the same amount each year and I would like the amount to double. And so it wasn't enough <laughs> that the podcast had grown. I immediately found a way, even though the podcast has grown a good amount, like over a quarter of a million, I have found a way to be disappointed with that because I get stuck in this idea of, I say that I have a growth mindset and I say that I'm growth oriented, but I think a lot of it has been more oriented. And it's really, really sneaky and it and it's hard to do. Oh yeah, everyone has this. It's like, it's one of the hardest battles that we go through. And I think especially type A pushing, achieving personality types like myself, which I am truly growth oriented, also are really susceptible to falling into the trap of it 
being more masquerading as growth. I'm really, really excited for everyone to have this. I'm excited for myself to just say, hey, wait, 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 wait. Is this coming from true growth or from a place of needing more? For the last couple of weeks, it has been empowering me so much. The other way to take note and realize that you're coming from a place of more rather than growth is more is going to take you out of the present moment. More will never let you relax. More will never let you rest and breathe and be in the now. More is always going to ask you to compare and look forward to the future or dwell in the past. And so if you find yourself comparing your body to the body you used to have, if you find yourself comparing your bank account to the bank account you think it should be, if you find yourself looking at your home and looking at your kids and thinking when my kids behave this way, I think that that is a big one is probably looking at our relationships with other people and saying, no, 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 I want my relationship to grow. But really you're in this idea of you just want more and more and more from that person. And I think we can do it with people a lot. That's interesting. I, I haven't thought of that. I haven't thought about it till I just said it now, but I realize I do this with the kids sometimes is the second they kind of like check one box. I'm like, okay, but now do this. Okay. But now, okay. You cleaned your room. Thanks. But did you practice your piano? Oh, you practiced your piano, but did you do your reading? This idea of like, yeah, 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 but it's not enough. The result isn't enough. And let's constantly be looking towards the future. Again, to really, really drive the point home, growth is great. Growth is awesome. Like Dr. Dweck, you know, discovered a growth mindset really is going to help empower you to learn more and share more. It's just, I know we're all getting caught in this disease of more. Yeah. Okay. Now that we've talked about those four markers of more, and let me say them quickly one more time. Uh, One is that you are aligned with form. You're really stuck in the physical world. More is going to leave you concerned with how other people see you. More is going to make you constantly disappointed with the results in your current reality. And more is going to be taking you out of the present moment. Now let's talk about four markers for growth and how you can know that it's coming from a place of growth. The first one is you can feel satisfied with internal validation. You can feel satisfied going inward. That's truly a marker of growth. So I have an example for this because this is kind of an abstract concept that like I can feel satisfied with internal validation and I get that. So when I used to go and do my keynotes, I would feel good about my keynote if the people who hired me told me that they loved it and if a certain amount of people came up and said, this changed my life or you made me cry and it, right, like this external validation that I did a good job. Okay. And to be fair to myself, I want to grow as a keynote speaker. I want to grow that skill set. I want to grow and increase there. But those are all forms of external validation. So now I know that I'm truly growing in that skill set and truly growing as a person and truly growing in the realm of a speaker because now when I do a keynote, I ask myself, did you give it everything you have? Yes, you did. 
Did you show up with as much love and enthusiasm and in service as you could? Yes, you did. Did you spend time thinking about the people you were talking to, learning about them in their lives so you could speak to them in their language? Yes, you did. And did you do everything you know how to do, exercise, gratitude practices, journaling, meditation, to get your mind and body in a place so that you could show up, feel the energy of the room, and deliver what you had to deliver? Yes, I did. I'm almost to a place now that if I can say yes to all of those things, I don't need the external validation. The perfect example of this is the journal that I'm working on. And I know that this journal is truly stemming from a place of growth for my business and growth for myself because the journal, we just got our first sample of it today. It's my daily guided journal. It's going to be coming out in a few months. I'm so excited for you guys to have it. I don't even need to see the sales. I feel so good about it. That's how you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need to see the sales. I don't need anyone else to tell me how good it is. I don't need anyone to validate it because internally, I look at it. I know the work. I know the state it was created in. I mean, mark my words, I know that it's going to bring tremendous growth in some way to the work I'm doing because I created it in that place. And so I want you to ask yourself, Can you feel satisfied with internal validation? And when you can, let that be the marker of growth. Not not the numbers, not the bank account, not the sales, because as we established, that's always just going to need to be more and more and more. Mm -hmm. The second marker that you're coming from a place of growth is that you're able to acknowledge the effort made you stronger. You're able to acknowledge the process and you're not solely projecting on the results. So you're saying you can actually see real growth in yourself outside of the results. That's that's what you're saying? The whole point of this is you have a goal, you have an intention, you have something that you want to work on, and then come to this and say, I can see how the effort and the journey and the process would grow me as a person, rather than I can only see how the results would give me what I want. Yeah. So I think that hopefully that clarifies Yeah, totally. It. And so... You know, back to the example of my journal, the process of writing the journal, the process of trusting in in the journal and the design, working with my team, and seriously just feeling so good about it, I can see the growth that it's bringing me. I can I can see how all of the work, there's a hundred thought nuggets and there's a hundred affirmations. So there's 200 tiny pieces of writing and I can see how all of that writing and all of that work regardless of what the result is, is going to help me grow because it's amazing content. Yeah. So it could be Instagram posts. It could be newsletters. It could be another type of physical product. I'm able to see how like the pieces of the actual thing contribute to growth rather than just the results. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and so I think when you're trying to focus on a goal or an intention or something you want in your life, like let's say you want your house to be more organized, how to come at that from a growth mindset rather than a more mindset is I can appreciate and acknowledge how the process of getting my house in order is going to give me a sense of accomplishment. And so then what happens is every day that you spend like organizing one drawer, you feel a sense of accomplishment and growth in the project rather than, oh, I just have to do the whole house now. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I actually, this is so nerdy, but when I like build my miniatures or like my scenes with rad in the dork dungeon in the dork dungeon yes 
there's times where I'm like, oh, this is going to take so long. This is so annoying. But then I, I stop immediately. And I'm like, okay, why am I doing this? I'm doing this to spend time with Rad. And I'm doing this because this is fun. Yeah. And then I just let go of all like the end goal of it being done. And I just enjoy that moment right there. And you know what that's done? This is hysterical, but it's made you exceptional at painting and creating those miniatures, right? Like you're really, really good at it. You've watched all these tutorial videos. You paint them really well. And you could have set out to just be really, really good at this thing and missed all of the joy in the process. Yeah. Totally. And so I think that you can take a goal and take an intention and help make it a growth mindset by focusing on how you can enjoy the process. Yep. So rather than just a marker for growth, I think like more accurately titling these, how to take your goal, create it to be one that enables and focuses on growth rather than just more. Right. Is that good? We feel good about that? Yeah. So the first one is focus on what your markers of internal validation are and create those for yourself so you're not just waiting for the external validation. And then the second idea is acknowledge that the effort is making you stronger. Acknowledge that the journey, that there's joy in it, and you're just not as results focused. Another marker for growth or another way to know that something is truly coming from a growth rather than a place of just more is just notice that you're not getting as triggered and spiraling when things don't go the way you planned. You don't have as much of a need for control because again, you're focusing on this is growing me, this is evolving me, this is making more of the me more of the person I want to be. And so rather than just being so dead set focused on the outcome, you're just more flexible. Yeah. You're just looser. You're better able to go with the flow because you're in it for the growth, right? Like you're in it for I'm more of who I want to be. And I've really started to do this with my business and let go of feeling like I need to have A, B, C, D in this way. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that, you know, I need to be a New York Times bestselling author. I want to have a show on Netflix. All of these specific things. I still think all of those things would be great, but I'm truly focusing on the process and I'm, and I'm focusing on the things that I'm going to enjoy in the moment and that I think are going to serve people. And you're also, when you're flexible, you are open for inspiration. Yes. Which gets you so much farther than yes. your rigid schedule and set of rules. Yes, absolutely. And now I really, really love this. And I'm reading Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth right now. And it's me kind of, you know, noodling his words a little bit. But when I talked about that you're stuck in this place of of more, that you are concerned about how others see you. But when you're in a place of growth, you're not concerned with how others see you, but you're concerned with seeing others. And that is such a good way to take a step back and say, am I truly creating this intention, creating this goal, creating this project, um, working on this because I want to serve other people or because I want other people to see me in a certain way? This is amazing because when it comes to posting the content and sharing what I have to share, when I step back and come to this... I believe that this is going to help other people. I believe this is going to serve other people. And I, I just let go. I just let go. You, yeah, exactly. You and I, the other night, we were having that conversation about like sales goals and numbers and stuff. And 
every time we talk about that, you get so bummed. And then we came to the spot where you're like, I just really, when people feel bad or they're hurt, I just want to help them get out of that and feel light and love. And it changed your whole mood because that is really your deep intention. And that's, that's it. Like that's what, and and the topic was awesome on demand. Yeah. And so you, it really was, it was awesome on demand where I can get stuck thinking, I want this many people to be a part of it and the numbers aren't growing or this way, or I want them to grow in that way. And then I just stopped and I was like, you know why I'm frustrated? I really am frustrated because I really, really believe that the content in Awesome On Demand is going to ease suffering. And I know it's going to ease suffering because there are hundreds of people who are using it to ease suffering. And and I've been in that place of just being so, so low and just needing a freaking lifeline, mm-hmm. just needing a more empowering thought. And that's what I filled Awesome On Demand with is more empowering thoughts. Well, and so my point is, is yeah. the, our conversation immediately changed from dark and heavy and hopeless to like light and love. Yeah. And we walked away feeling like enlightened because you reconnected with like the internal validation and really why you were looking to see other people. And that, that was your purpose. I said this the other day when I was, when I was doing a live, I saw somebody talking about confidence and there was like, there's no magic wand. There's no magic cure for confidence. I stopped dead in my tracks and, and not to argue with this person in their post. I'm sure it was a great post, but I was like, yes, there is. There is, there is a magic wand for confidence for me, at least. And my magic wand for confidence is I stop making it about me. And the second I stop making it about me, my confidence soars. How cute is Ginger at basketball? Oh my gosh. Our nine-year-old, so, we just signed her up for basketball. So she over, she, she is like Alice and she overthinks stuff and like thinks she's letting the whole world down if she doesn't perform. Like, so she's, so she has all these checklists in her head. You can see her just overthinking everything. And I said, Ginge, this isn't about you. This is about helping your teammates. Like, they just need you. Like, they need you. And I could see her drop this, like, invisible checklist. And she went out there to, like, help the team. And not make a list and saying, like, I'm letting everyone down again. She wasn't thinking about herself. Mm-hmm. She dropped it and said, okay, these girls, like, my friends need me. And she enjoyed the second half way more. It was funny. I said, what was your favorite part of the game? She said, the second half. And this was, like, well after, like, our conversation. I love that. I love that. So I want to check off those um, intentions or, or how to shift your focus to make whatever you're working on come from a place of growth focus on feeling satisfied with internal validation acknowledge that the effort the process the journey is making you stronger is growing you the the pieces are part of the whole and and stop trying to control the results another way that you know something is coming from a place of growth is you're not gonna spiral as much when triggered and by triggered I mean exactly like Eric's talking about I started spiraling spiraling the second we talked about um, my goals that were coming from a place of more because they were coming from a place of more. Yeah. And and then when I turned them around and had them come from a place of growth, my mood lifted right back up. And then the fourth way that you can shift to have your intentions, your goals, whatever you're working on come from a place of growth is stop being so concerned with how other people see you and start being more concerned with seeing and serving others. And I'm so excited for you guys to have this. I want to hear how you feel about more versus growth, what was clear, like what insights you have. I am trying to do a better job of making sure to post about what we talk about in each 
episode on my Instagram so that there's more of a place of conversation for you guys to share your insight. So be sure to look for that in my Instagram. I did it for last week's episode on how to create your success story. It's a picture of me sitting at the desk in a yellow suit. If you want to come and tell me what you learned, seriously, it makes me giddy. It honestly makes me giddy. So be sure to hop on um, the Instagram at The Allison Show and just share with me your takeaways and what you're learning. I freaking, you guys are geniuses. I love your insight. I'm so glad you're here. Speaking of that, did we get any reviews? Yeah, yeah. This is from Lindy Mark. She says, I knew when episode 109 about trauma came out, it was time to leave a review. I've listened to this podcast since day one. Oh, wow. I was finishing college and going through a deep depression. I was listening just to keep going. I got married a month after I graduated, and then two weeks later, I was hit by a truck. Oh my gosh. I lost my leg, ended up with TBI, and am now made of metal for how many screws they used to put me back together. I started listening again when I felt like I had nothing, and then hit rock bottom a couple of months later. I turned to this podcast once again for company and some sort of guidance. I am now doing what I feel called to do, and am always saying yes to speak and share my story. I'm speaking to 400 people in a month, and I'm beyond excited. Thank you, Allison and Eric, for being exactly what I needed to help me pick up the pieces of my life and thrive. Lindy Mark. Ah, Lindy, man, I'm so sorry for everything that you've been through. Just freaking floored and honored to be a small tool and part of your story. And I'm so glad that you left a review. I'm so glad that, Eric, you chose to read that review. You are definitely getting some goodies from us. So shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. That's Allison with one L. But, Lindy, you know that. Lindy, I love you so much. Thank you for that review. Thank you guys for all your reviews, for sharing about the podcast. Again, that deal of the decade for Awesome On Demand is closing, and I would love for you to check out Awesome On Demand and not just check it out, use it, take advantage of it, and let me serve you. Let me help you. And you can find that at theallisonshow.com forward slash Awesome on demand. This is a shameless plug, but all the tools in Awesome on, on Demand totally like it's like the blanket of growth. It just wraps every th- concept. Absolutely. And, no, seriously, it does. It's yeah, it's a growth tool. There you go. Way to do it. Thanks. And I want to remind you guys: only you can be you, and you're already as awesome as you need to be. What are you going to take us out on, sir? So my stock music library is growing like crazy. We just released another collection called Lounge Life. And this song is called Low Tide. If you're a content creator, filmmaker, videographer, this is high-end stock music, and you need it. (laughs) 